0: Morning and welcome to the uh, 116th rendition of the Old Girl Sunday Conversation Podcast, presented by Loyalty Liquors, our good friends down, down in Tejas, and uh, presented by us. I mean, hosted by us. What 116. Did you say 116. Is it 117? I don't know. No, it's it has to be.
1: Fuck! Can you look? I'll look. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, uh, One sixteen. No, ben, good. you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah, you're totally right, buddy. Um, well, um, I'm I'm I just got off the phone with uh with Michael Kors, and uh, we're gonna be getting you a Michael Kors watch on episode five hundred because there's no money left. <laughs> Um, no, i'm just kidding damn, tough week in the market but I'll, no 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 i'm definitely not i would never ever ever buy a michael kors watch but um what was i gonna say oh yeah tough week tough week in the market um i mean it doesn't get much tougher
1: uh, i think this is the what did i see yesterday
0: is this the third time we've had a uh, all-out, completely mark out market failing, market wipeout, failing episode?
1: I feel like we've, we've had, had at least ago. three. This is at least three, maybe. But I'm four. saying like a deadly one. Yeah. Well, the the problem about with this one is this is six straight weeks that the market has been down.
0: Yeah. Oh, lord.
1: S and P five hundred oh. post six straight down week to cleanse two point four percent. Nasdaq had its best day since November twenty twenty and finished the week down two point eight percent. And yeah, it's not good, Ben. It's really, really not great. No,
0: I actually was. It's so fucking ironic because I was reading an article this morning about Oof, ether's the old two Gs, the old greenback, um, like they're comparing like different currencies around the world and like still like the dollar is like way up over every other currency. Yeah. And it's like, if that doesn't just strike something in like a cord, like it has to like, they just printed however many trillion fucking dollars. And, and it's, you're telling me that the fucking us dollar is just doing great right now. I mean, not great, but like, you know, in perspective or whatever, you know, well, it just, it, it, what it truly does is just makes you understand that the entire, you know, world economy is based off the U S dollar. And it's like, it, it, dude, it's almost like we're just living in one giant United States. Wow.
1: The Iranians don't like us too much.
0: I get that. But I'm just, you know, it's like, as we move and shift more towards a, like a central bank society, it it no longer becomes a, you know, a country, it kind of gets overtaken. It's like, well, I, you know, it's like every country that we went to and sent, I mean, I guess, you know, Central America, third world, but still, oh, yeah, we take US dollars or. Our native currency, but we pref- we prefer if you'd pay us in the U.S. dollar, please.
1: Well, <clears throat> I also think that when you collectively, as a as a species, decide that you're going to shut down the world economy for a long enough period of time, like this is the listen. I don't have a Ph.D. in economics. I kind of wish I did, but then at the same time, I, I'm glad I don't, you know, I've been a lot of work and I'm not a school, I'm not a school guy, but it does seem to me that the thing about the economy is it's like an aircraft carrier, right? It takes a long time to turn. It's, it's slow, but little things compounding with other little things or bigger things over time, eventually lead to these major problems i.e you know mortgage-backed securities and you know that that eventually ended up crashing the housing market crashing the u.s economy things like that right in the moment in the whatever it was late 70s early 80s when mortgage-backed securities became a thing like like they at the time seemed great and then slowly but surely as they changed and grew and became a bigger market and became more tied into the u.s housing like eventually they destroyed the housing market so now that you've got a, a, an economy a world economy that was shut down because of covid yeah obviously everybody was concerned about health and safety in that moment but look at the ripple effect it's caused still you know and oh, totally and, you know, and so, it's still so rippling I mean, so the U.S. dollar may look good comparatively to other world currencies, but that's just because they all did the same thing and shut down you know, their economies. And, you know, we're not all China we can just prop up the value of our currency whenever the hell we want. So, yeah, it's 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 not great. Uh, you texted me earlier this week and was like, well, maybe we are idiots and we shouldn't give advice to anyone. <laughs> More about investing. Thankfully, we don't as much as we used to when we first started the show. But uh, now's a great time to buy. Everything's I was on gonna sale. Say, it's like,
0: <laughs> and the other thing, it's, it's it's like you you look at history and it's like, um, I mean, you can you could you can say every single all right. Early on, Bitcoin dropped from thirty dollars to two dollars. That's a ninety-three percent, you know, drop. Um, people don't probably um like what's that like uh the word like categorize or materialize or how we're, like visualize you know it's a lot different if it's like okay bitcoin's sixty eight grand and it's down to thirty grand like that seems more drastic I feel than like thirty dollars to two dollars, but it's not yeah. it's actually less drastic um in terms of a you know a percent drop, um, but you know, like you're reading all these different things. Amazon at one point, you know, went from a hundred dollars down to, you know, nothing, and you know that was long before it ever went to three grand. Um, and then you know you see all these. I mean, it's probably the the most circulated meme in the crypto space, but it's like, you know, when Bitcoin is a million bucks are you really going to be worried whether you bought it at 38,500 or Um, 35,800? It's, it's the truth in it. It's like, that's the, the real hard underlying truth is like everything has massive collapses. And then, you know, a lot of times it comes back. I mean, there's definitely things in life that fizzle right out and you never see them again, but, Well, it's definitely too, too much is happening in the space. Too many giant corporations are, you know, creating blockchain divisions in their companies. It's, I don't think it's going anywhere, but I think the, you know, the current like usage for it is probably frightening to, you know, the average retail investor.
1: Um, uh, well, the, the, uh, the other thing, too, is that it does provide an interesting lesson in psychology when you look at the fact that um, it was just over two years ago that the, you know, the market the, across the board, crypto stocks, everything really tanked in, you know, March 16th, which was like the first day that uh, all the shutdowns were enacted, really. And the market tanked. That whole week was brutal. And in that moment, everybody panicked. And, you know, kind of slowly but surely, I think some people started to catch on that stocks would eventually recover and started buying. And a lot of people made a lot of money in that time period because they were willing to put the money in and then wait for however long until it came back. I mean, I think you're seeing a similar opportunity here. Now the, the wait for it to come back might be longer because you're not going to have the U S government basically single-handedly becoming the largest security purchaser in the world and boosting the, you know, artificially boosting the stock market. So it may take longer, but at the same time, the opportunity still presents itself if you're buying uh if you're purchasing intelligently and buying, you know, not taking flyers on things like Dogecoin and Shiba Inu at this point, but buying things that are going to stick around your Bitcoins, your Ethereum's, your Apple's, your Amazon's, your Google's like the, the stocks that, you know, aren't going anywhere. They may be down like Apple's down pretty, you know, pretty decently off its highs, but you know, it's Apple. The company's not fucking going anywhere. So it does present an opportunity that, uh, you know, if you missed out on a couple of years ago, you're kind of getting a second shot at, I mean, not to the same degree, but you're getting a shot at it. And, you know, you may have to wait longer for those things to come back, but at the end of the day, as long as there's no crazy, like anything super crazy happens, they'll come back. So, you know, again, it does present an opportunity uh, for a lot of people. So if you, if you've got cash laying around. Well,
0: and that's the other thing. It's like, you know, you see these opportunities, and when they present themselves, you know, you also look at the bigger picture of, of you know, life lately and the expense of life, and it's very, very difficult to have cash laying around, you know, especially, I would say, for the majority of humans. I mean, shit. Sure. So, yes. It's like a crazy, it's a crazy buy opportunity, but it's, it's also like, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, what fucking money do you have right now to buy anything? You know, it's like rent, rent in America is just astonishingly high. Like anywhere you go, there's an absolute housing bubble. Like you you couldn't even fathom and it's like who who's got extra money laying around to buy these dips and it just if if that that right there is like you know a perfect example of like i guess having some like a little emergency fund or or whatever you know but but more like this this the like psychological like aptitude to be able to you know ride through this situation like and keep a level head I mean it's like shit I told you the other day I was like you know I panic sold my Shiba Inu I'm very thrilled with that because it's not doing so hot right now but you know it's also a time for me that's like thinking about you know right is right now a time in life where it's like you can you know fuck around with like meme coins and like you know these these weird trendy extremely volatile you know i don't even know you know crypto assets it's it's just like uh you know it's perspective i guess
1: well I think, uh, I think, I think you have to look at. Uh, kind of backing up into what you said there. I think like the uh, key is really like looking at your financial health, almost like like your physical health, like like looking at it from a holistic, like <clears throat> bigger picture, uh, bigger tips, bigger, t- bigger, t- bigger picture, bigger picture type thing in the sense of, okay, right, if you carry a lot of credit card debt, <clears throat> carry a lot of credit card debt or a lot of debt in general, and you do have an emergency fund that, you know, <clears throat> let's say it would cover your expenses for two, three months, right? God forbid anything happen, you stop making money. <clears throat> okay, well, now that emergency fund is truly an emergency fund and it's tied to that purpose only if you for instance don't have a lot of debt or have any debt and you have an emergency fund that'll hold you over for two three months god forbid anything happens well you can probably dip into that emergency fund and use that in an opportunity like this to to invest if you don't have a ton of cash on hand right like so looking at it from a more like bird's eye view if you have all your ducks in a row it gives you the opportunity to take flyers and take a risk or or put some money in that may not necessarily been for that purpose hopefully pays off down the road where if you have one thing kind of out of whack with the other, or say you have no debt, but you have no emergency fund. Okay. Well then that means you have nothing to play with. So like looking at it from that approach, if you have one thing tying down the other thing, then it's just going to hamstring your whole progress. So, and that's something we've touched on over, over the course of this podcast, but um You know, I think that's the the more realistic way to look at it is that you've got to have all those ducks in a row. So when something like this happens, you get the chance to take advantage of it, you know? Totally. But I do think, I don't think like those super volatile things right now, I don't think those are worth spit right now.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I think, I think money's going to go back into the, you know, the actual applicable, you know, whatever it, you know, assets we'll call them. Um, hopefully that's, that's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't listen. I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's any end in sight at that. I mean, I don't want to be pessimistic and and like, you know, be like, Oh, you know, this is just going to keep getting worse. I very well think it could get worse. I don't, I don't see anything around the corner that, is going to like turn the market around and, you know, maybe it bottoms out and we go sideways for a while, which would honestly be fine. Like I, I think anybody would take that at this point. Cause like my 401k there's not you and I talked about, is that this week or last week? That yeah, was this week right? It was like early this week, right? Yeah. You know, we are talking about 401ks and how if, cause I had been looking at my 401k, which I was doing all the time now, I'm like, what's the fucking point? But so I put 10%, I contribute 10% to my 401k and then my company matches, I think 3% weekly. So 13% of my money goes into my 401k. And like looking at the numbers, including everything I've put in this, this year, which has been an okay amount, my 401k is still down and down significantly, which means I'm getting just slaughtered. And so like, you know, Ben and I were talking earlier this week about, if you're say 62, 63 years old, and this is a situation in right now, like you potentially could be fucked. Like my, my four, my principal, my main 401k is down 15% to 15 point, you know, whatever percent. So if you were planning on retiring in two years, your 401k is down 15%. Like you're in a bit of a precarious position because A, there's no guarantee it's going to come back in two years. And B, There's no guarantee that it doesn't go down more over the course of those two years. And so, like, there's people right now who legitimately are going to have trouble retiring because so much of their net worth is getting wiped away. So, it just really goes to show you how important financial literacy and financial health are when you're. I can't believe I'm the one saying this because I didn't fucking pay attention to any of this stuff five years ago. But, like, when you're in your mid to late 20s and 30s, like, that's just. You just got to do it. You just got to pay attention to it because things like this happen that are out of your control and then you're
0: fine. And to, and to speak on that, I think there's been a massive, massive generational change in the way people look at their money, especially as of late. I think ever since the, um, like the beginning of, of stock trading on an app, I think, started to allow people to, you know, leave brokerages and, you know, do a little bit more on their own. Yep. You know, 10 years ago, you're not this focused on your, on your life savings. I can assure you that. And I, and I say that because you're calling your finance person most likely and you know, it's like, you're either on the horn with them every day, or you're not really talking to them that, that much. And it's like, nowadays, it's just in your hand, like 24 hours a day and see what, and, you know, maybe it's a bad thing. Maybe, maybe that has actually hindered the average investor because now you have the power in your own hands. It's like before if you're going through a brokerage and your broker's like a good stock broker and, you know, understands markets and market corrections, they're probably going to talk you off a ledge. You know, they're probably going to be like, listen, I know it's, you know, it's tough right now, but hang in there. It'll come back. It always comes back. You're like, all right, you know, I'll take your advice. Let's rock with it. But now it's like, bam, sell, 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 sell fucking down 30 percent sell it and now it's like bam you make your own decision it's gone and then you know whatever happens happens maybe it's a good decision maybe it's a bad decision but it's it's just it's allowed the user to to kind of make their own moves and with with you know the way psychology works i'm sure there's been quite a few bad moves made lately sure uh, no
1: doubt there's no doubt and there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of people who jumped into you know yeah it's just on the investing train it's like
0: bought bitcoin
1: all the way up even looking at it in the broader markets like there's people that jumped into everything high or towards the top or Was it, there will always be people like that. And I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because a, I think like there's been studies shown that it says that like buying towards the top of things over time is not necessarily the, it's not like necessarily a killer. Um, but also, you know, it, it's impossible to, to gauge predict or time the market. So you buy thinking, okay, yeah, it's towards its all time highs, but the way it's been trending, the way everything's been trending you know, it seems like a good buy. So, I mean, you just, it's, it's, again, it's a crap shoot. It's impossible to know. All you can do is educate yourself and like try and be well-rounded in your approach and be diversified and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, shit like this is going to happen. And it's just about having the mental fortitude to stick it, stick with it. A coworker of mine um, who back in 2020 had like bought Ethereum at 15, I think she bought two or three Ethereum at 1500 bucks you know, so I, at one point she had almost, you know, 10 grand on a $3,000 investment. And then she texted me the other day and she's like, I'm thinking about selling my Ethereum. And I'm like, it, it was one of those things where like, I just didn't, like, like, I wasn't looking to have like a long drawn out conversation about the state of the market and all that. So I just was like, you know, I said, well, what's your cost basis? And she's like 1500 bucks. And it was like 19 and change. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to take a little profit, take a little profit, I don't blame you. And so she, you know, so she ends up making 800 bucks profit, but like to make $800 on $3,000 over two years is not, it's not terrible, right? What's that 30, uh, 33, 38 percent something like that. 38% price, not bad at all. But like, if you believe in it long-term, I told you, you texted me the other day about it. I haven't leave. i barely have looked at my accounts in the last two weeks because I don't care. I'm not selling anything, you know, other than buying things a little here and there. Like I'm not doing anything. So to me, it doesn't matter. It's, yet yeah, it sucks. You know, God forbid you watch all your money get washed away and, and take, Hey, Sasha, we're recording a podcast here. Come on, lay down.
0: She's um, excited.
1: Yeah. Saturday she's like dad you're going just, just pulling the sheets off the bed she's mask. nesting god I ruined my train of thought um I mean so the long and the short of it is you just if you if you believe in it you just stick in it ignore it get your financial ducks in a row so that this doesn't like cripple your finances if if that's what if things like this happen totally Ben. yeah do you? What's up? Just changing the topic up real quick.
0: When was the last time we did it? Um, I forget what we call them. The uh, trivia question.
1: What about the <laughs> flu cases?
0: Just anything.
1: Uh man, here. Oh <laughs> shit! You remember I was putting the Jeopardy music in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What, sure what, what did we call we called <laughs> them something sure, i have to go back and i have to go back and find one um uh, no you would just say insert fun trivia oh, game show music, music now
0: In, <laughs> insert fun festive trivia game show music now
1: okay <laughs> um ben four of the top five cities that download our podcast are in the United States. The fifth is a, a European city. Can do you care to guess what European city that is? Well, did, well didn't, didn't you already tell me this? I told you the country. I didn't tell you the city. Brussels, Belgium. Damn it. All right. I guess I did. You did tell me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I already said. All right, sweet trivia question Aaron.
0: No, um, won't. Well, that's my first correct answer in a long time. Even though you already, I knew the answer.
1: Um, I, this is your first correct answer. I had to give it to you. Um, I do actually, though. This I did find interesting. Our two biggest cities, or, or the two cities that download the podcast the most. Um in the United States are this is
0: probably good for analytics because that's probably where we should go do our live shows next. Well
1: <laughs> I mean we can <laughs> um, we, don't, we don't need to say how many downloads I, I, are yeah, they're decent but I'll tell you uh, so it's weird because Manchester Connecticut's number one obviously and then the second the second place is non-applicable not applicable which I don't know what that means. Unless there's a city somewhere called not applicable And then our third place city, Ben, I'll give you a hint, is in the state of California. Would you care to guess which city?
0: I mean, just based off of um, context clues, I would say San Diego. San Jose. Oh, that makes, that's okay. the wrong sign.
1: Num- and number four, rounding out the top five, is in the Rust Belt of America. Would you care to guess?
0: The Rust Belt of America.
1: I'll give you a hint. Lincoln, Nebraska. Nope, I'll give you a hint. There is a a Big Ten football program in this city. Kalamazoo. (laughs) No. Isn't isn't Missouri's in the SEC, I think. Uh, No, Kalamazoo's in Michigan. Oh, yeah, you're right. What am I thinking of? (laughs) I don't, I don't even know. think there's
0: a Big Ten. Oh wait, is Michigan State in Columbus? No, yeah, I it's think in it is. Lansing.
1: Oh, well, I'll just go fuck myself. Okay? Um, <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Columbus, I mean, obviously Ohio. Obviously, the home of Ohio State University. <coughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Is it? Oh, can I see further than that? Oh, I can. Oh, it gives me the top ten. The rest are all in the United States. It's very interesting that Brussels, Belgium, is. Uh, is uh, in there with new haven rockville jackson new york wallingford connecticut columbus ohio san jose manchester connecticut and brussels so i mean honestly ben if we're gonna go do a live show somewhere it should be it should be brussels belgium which i think is like a pretty cool city so actually honestly it, it just for real though if anybody from from brussels is actually listening to this and this isn't like you know, somebody could, just could started downloading this. Us? I was going to say somebody downloading the podcast on like all the Apple store phones at, at, uh, in Brussels and just fake downloads. If someone is actually listening, get in touch with us and us up the, I've added the Instagram back to my phone. So at Sunday conversation on Instagram, I'll see it slide slide in the DMS because I'm fascinated to find out how you even stumbled onto the show in the first place um and that would make for a fun little segment also just looking at pictures ben brussels looks like a pretty cool city this is like beautiful architecture i'm sure man it's Old like European cities are so cool
0: yeah i mean uh one of our close personal friends followers uh family scott brown Got um meet him and my aunt were just on a really cool euro trip um i mean they were posting all over the gram well he was but uh shit like everything over there in europe is is fucking really cool i mean it is it, it's amazing how old it is i think you know it's like he's taking pictures of the uh of the windmills at the dikes in like the netherlands and shit it's like Damn, dude! I mean, some cool shit out there. People yeah, forget. definitely. People
1: forget, but the, the definitely world is cool. Um, speaking of Scotty B, I saw him last week. How about that Kentucky Derby? Eighty to oh. 1, 80 to one winner. You know what sucks he about had that, him Ben? Too, didn't he? Yeah, him and Dylan both did. They just they only threw like two and three bucks on it. You know, just little flyers. But you can't hate on him for her because obviously they came out, uh, you know, positive. I think so.
0: Wait two eighty to one
1: on two bucks is what one hundred and sixty. Right? No, that's, that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, that's but, fucking.
1: You know, if you also if you play fifty bucks, so you 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 know you walk away with one hundred and twelve bucks profit. No, it's great, man. It's I'm not I'm not knocking them at all. I actually it just, uh, it
0: just sucks big time that they didn't put,
1: you know, fifty. Man, bucks and on. and and why would you right? In fact, it's funny. So I. I watched it up at Shays, which has an OTB, off-track betting, not over-the-board uh, chess for all of our new chess on, listeners. On the, or
0: on-the-border Mexican restaurant. Or
1: on-the-border Mexican restaurant. Yep. any A lot of OTBs out there. <laughs> um, so at the off-track betting place, I was using the kiosk, and I had five bucks left. I'm like, you know what? I'm, like, looking at the sheet. I'm like, I'm just going to put this on a long shot. So I look down towards the bottom of the page and I see a horse for 73 to one, throw five bucks on it. Right. Who gives a shit? 73 to one. The the 21 horse was sandwiched between the 20 horse and the 22 horse, which I think both got scratched. So I didn't even fucking notice it. It wasn't even the longest odds in the race. And I, if I had just looked a little bit further down and seen the longest, I would have won 400 bucks, but I just didn't look that far down. I was like, ah, throw it 73 to one. Who cares? So... What are you going to do? But hey, as of when did we record last week? Last Saturday, right? As of last Saturday, I was like, oh, the St. Louis Blues, they stink, blah, blah, blah. Season's going to be over. And then they've rattled off three wins since then. And now they're on fire and they they're on to the second round. So it's amazing how fast things change. You know, things are just constantly working in, in, in crazy ways
0: hey my question is do you think the owners the owners of rich strike like what if you're entering a horse in the derby like what's the minimum you got to put on your horse
1: dude did you you hear the story about that horse dude he was
0: he was claimed in a claims race for 30 grand like in november or something.
1: fucking insane exactly so for Um, for people who don't know I, i forget how claims races were it's like it's like you can you can basically go it's like an auction for a horse but like in the race right and then like you can buy all like all the horses are for sale basically in the race right
0: yeah and i'm pretty sure they it's like as soon as you enter it in the claims race it's pretty much not yours anymore
1: yeah like, if you're putting your yeah. horse in the claims race you're it's gone pretty much no matter what and somebody bought that horse for 30 grand so what were we saying how much did they put on their horse
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, you no, you I'm saying put- how much do you have to put like, I mean, I'm entering a horse in the Derby. It's like, you, I'm like, all right, I got to put fucking, I said 10 G's. Like I got to put 10 G's on my horse. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like at, at once at that point, like once you're entering a fucking horse in the Kentucky Derby, you're already, I mean, you are like significantly you have a chance no matter what. And, and there's only, you know, whatever, in this case, 20 horses in the race.
1: Um, well, and it also, it also doesn't even matter because the horse that they, they won $1.86 million for the horse winning, winning the race. So regardless of what they put on it, they still walked away with, you know, almost a couple million bucks. Um. I honestly,
0: I thought the purse of the Kentucky Derby would have been bigger. It well, it's was three, like
1: the purse is three million, three but million, they, and they split it amongst the top five horses. The top five, yeah. If I'm not but, mistaken, the Kentucky Oaks is the big money race there. Really? No, I guess not. Kentucky Oaks is held. Kentucky winner gets seven hundred fifty grand. Of them. What's crazy to me is that.
0: That horse wins a, a million eight in a race, but then gets a quarter million bucks every time he has sex again for the rest of his life. You know, oh, he's yeah. just, he's just shooting off half a million dollar, you know, loads. Like it's his fucking job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude. I just, I just looked. Oh, that's number nine. What the hell is number one? Oh my God. Um, Number one in the world. Oh, is the Kentucky Derby? But well, what the fuck? This one just said it was nine million. Unless these are going in reverse order, no. See, that's what I was thinking. It'd be more like a ten million dollar purse type of thing. This is well, okay. So this is a list: the top ten all oh, biggest horse races in the world. Okay, so the number one in dollars is the Saudi Cup.
0: That makes so it's sense.
1: Twenty million bucks. Isn't that what
0: horse. Hidalgo ran in across the desert?
1: I don't know. No, that's the Iditarod, bro.
0: <laughs> no, it's no. you fuck.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a good. joke, that's man. The... <laughs> it's a joke. Nice try. You thought you were going to catch me. No, I mean, shit. That's the Iditarod, I bro, the race fucking, across the desert don't with the horses. With
0: fucking, and, and everybody knows Balto wasn't even the fucking dog that did it. Like, it Balto was the just other got the credit for, for carrying fucking it across bullshit. the
1: line. <laughs> i just got a statue in, in grand central park in gnome and in Nome, alaska <laughs> um no that race was something no i put i put a bunch of money oh, in the dude, Japanese it was horse. so
0: cool and then the, the coolest part was i mean we're watching the race obviously and it's like a horse race in the moment you're not even really paying attention yeah. you fucking overhead camera view of the race yeah. watching that horse come from all the way to the back He's just fucking knocking off fuckers the whole way, like, oh, cutting you off. Goodbye. Taking the rail. Goodbye. Fucking you're gone. Goodbye.
1: Like well, it's funny because I listen to uh, you know, the part of my take podcast, they have Randy Moss on every year, white Randy Moss on every year before horse racing the Derby, the freakness, and the Belmont. And so they were talking about how the track was going to be muddy. And he's like, Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to put a lot of money on a horse that's going to be in the back of the pack because they're going to be getting mud sprayed in their face and stuff and so like you want to have you know your safer bets are the horses that will be the front runners here comes this fucking horse from the back of the pack i don't know it just shows you like Dude, that experts the don't guy, know shit
0: he, he's pulling it he had six pairs of goggles on like yeah, as he as he's and, and he, he like you know, you know the guys out front are only wearing their first, their first right, pair, right. maybe their second pair. This guy's like trying to. First of all, his horse is eating the fucking other horse. I was just did like, you see his horse biting the other like, horse. He's <laughs> trying to put his goggles down. He had all fucking six or seven pairs of his goggles. He used. Oh man, it was so cool. That was like. You know that's what sports are about. I mean, that shit is fucking the
1: un- the unpredictability dude, of sports. It was man. so
0: fucking cool. It's like that's what you want to see always. That's, and dude, I think
1: Ben, how about and that's get...
0: forever why fucking David will. You know, it's like David versus Goliath. It's yeah. it's always the better fucking story. The best drama. All right, l- listen,
1: the forty minute podcast. So We got less than a minute left according to Zoom. So, a couple things. Five game sevens in the NHL playoffs this weekend. Three today, two tomorrow. And what more could you ask for? The drama through the roof. Um uh, Subscribe, rate, review. We never say that anymore. Hit us up on Instagram. <laughs> if you're from Brussels, Belgium, hit us up on Instagram, at Sunday Conversation. Ben, great chat, buddy. Love you. Love you. What a shitty way to have to end this fucking right, we gotta I'm going to call out. you. Okay.